welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. This is Netalina, your host and the founder of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be talking with Jess Lorimore. She's going to be calling in from the UK, and she's going to talk to us about how to create immediate cash flow in your business without a huge launch, without a huge social media following or an email list. And she really has some great information um, that I think you're really, really going to enjoy. She's going to talk with us a little bit about how to create relationships and network correctly, how to understand what your audience wants, what are their needs, and how you can solve their problem. A ton more great information uh, within this episode, so please stay tuned, take a listen, and share it with anybody that you may know. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. Can you please um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? We always like to start off the episode by letting our guests get to know our expert. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I am a sales coach. I specialize in helping female entrepreneurs simplify their sales process, um, make more money with more impact. So that's in a nutshell, what I spend my days doing. So I always like to ask our guests kind of about their journey and how they got into this field. So were you always passionate about this or did you have some kind of aha moment that led you to your current occupation or to your um, current company? Yeah, of course. So I started off in corporate sales. I've always been interested in sales. I loved psychology um, when I was at university. And so I spent an awful lot of time looking at what makes people buy and what makes people want to buy and enjoy a sales process. Um, I started off in corporate sales in London and absolutely loved it. Became a top performer very, very early on. Because I realized that sales was about building relationships and networking correctly. And I'm a really nosy person. I love finding out about other people and what they do. And actually, a lot of um, sales processes are steeped in understanding what the other person needs from you and, and what kind of solution you can provide Um, for their problem. And once I kind of figured that out, I was like, well, this is amazing. I don't understand why people aren't enjoying it. And so from that, I moved into building um, sales divisions across the globe for different um, luxury fashion brands, high-end consultancies. And I steadily kind of realized that although I loved the sales side, I loved training people, I loved teaching people how to sell, it was the hours that my corporate job had. You know, I was doing 70, 75 hours a week, traveling constantly, not able to do normal life things that led me to setting up my own company. Okay. Um, And so how do you find it? Do you, I mean, are you glad that you made that transitional switch before we actually jump into the things? I just like to to know a little bit more about, you know, actually making that transition. Um, Do you, I mean, obviously you feel good about it and it's something that's working for you. Yeah. I mean, I've been out of corporate for three years now 
and I came out, um, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness. Um, my doctor told me it was a choice between my health and my job. And, you know, it's one of those things when you start out, you become an entrepreneur. I think that it can be very, very challenging initially. I mean, I was very fortunate in that I set up my business on the side when I was working in my corporate um, company doing my handover and things. So it took me three months to set up from having the idea, being told that I needed to leave um, and start up either on my own or, you know, do something that didn't involve as much time um, as my corporate job was taking up. And it took me three months to get to the point where I was earning my equivalent of my corporate salary. And that, that bit was relatively easy because I had a safety net for salary and, you know, it was all being done, um, in my own time. It was something that I was incredibly passionate about. I really, really wanted it to work. I really wanted it to work within that three month period. Um, when I left corporate, that was when things got difficult because suddenly you don't have people to tell you how to manage your time. You don't have key performance indicators or people checking in on what money-making tasks you've done or branding tasks and things. And that was, that was when it was more difficult. You almost have to relearn how to manage your schedule all over again. And so I went through about three months of uh, really difficult um, learning curves around how to be more productive in my own time, how I needed to manage my online um, world and online business. When it's so accessible, it means that you can almost permanently be on. Um, so I had to manage those kinds of things. And the six months after that, I did uh, six figures in six months. You know, it's, it's about realizing what strategy works for you and actually executing that strategy well. Wow. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are hearing your story and, and naturally they're going to latch on to six figures in six months. So they're probably sitting and thinking, uh, okay, how do I do that? So <laughs> I know that you're obviously an expert at, you know, creating, you know, cash flow with your business without having to, you know, have a huge launch or, you know, a huge email list and whatnot. So, I mean, let's jump into it. Let's jump into some of the strategies because to hear you um, say that you were able to leave your corporate job and then you were able to do so well with just in a matter of months, um, obviously you're doing something right. So please share, where do we even start? If we're, if we're currently running our company right now or we're an entrepreneur or solopreneur, you know, what are some tips that we can begin with? I think the key thing is to start where you're at. Um, certainly one of the things that happened to me when I kind of left my corporate job and was flailing around a little bit was that I was looking at people two years or three years into their journey and trying to do the same things as them in terms of marketing and sales strategies, you know, things like webinars or automated funnels and, and things like that. And although they were sexy, you know, who doesn't want passive income uh, day after day? actually they cost an awful lot to set up and there are a lot of time and energy and financial investment and you do a lot of testing and tweaking and so I quickly realized that in order to be most successful what you have to do is start with a strategy for where you are so you need to look at what do you already have in terms of offers that you've put together you know are your offers currently meeting your audience's needs what do you have in terms of um, eyeballs on that offer you know how many people do you have in your social media following? Do you have a Facebook community that you run? Do you have an email list? You know, do you have a, a big following on Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram? And you need to look at what you already have 
and then look at, okay, how can I work with that? Because ultimately anything that you have, any social media followers you have, any email list that you have can be monetized, but it's about the way that you do that. So after you assess, okay, what is going to be my primary platform or what's going to be my primary um, traffic source of people, you know, email list, Facebook group, etc., then you need to be looking at, okay, what am I actually going to be selling them and get very, very clear, what am I selling who to? And that sounds like a basic, but a lot of the time, I think we, in the online world, we see a lot of programs and they contain absolutely everything that you ever need to know about one subject or another. But people don't necessarily buy like that. You've got to actually look at what is your audience struggling most with right now? What's their real pain point? Um, And once you have that clear, then you can create an offer that matches that. And you want to be creating an offer that is going to be the most profitable at the same time as being the easiest thing for you to deliver. You know, so basically that means sell from your area of mastery rather than selling what's popular because it's really just as difficult or easy to sell something for $20 as it is for something for 2000 and it really is just as easy or difficult to sell anything in any market it's not about only business coaches making money and things so you may as well sell what you're truly passionate about at the price that you think it deserves because it's about the way you sell. It's about the way that you build those relationships and then the way that you monetize them. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it sounds easy, but it's, it's a little more difficult when you say, what are some of the challenges that go behind it? I think you, you kind of hit the, the nail on the head in regards to the messaging. Like somebody can be doing, you know, all of these steps, but if their message isn't accurate or if it's not clear, or if the wording isn't enticing, then it, it won't really go anywhere. Yeah, I think messaging can be a problem. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've had my business for three years now, and the first time I've hired a copywriter was about a week ago. And I've never really seen, um, certainly newbies, I've never seen need to hire the copywriter, have the pretty website, do all their branding immediately. What I would say is that you need to be very, very clear on what your audience's pain points actually are and what the solution is that they're actually looking for. And as long as you can communicate those to them, i.e. go from point A, pain, to point B, pleasure, effectively and concisely, then it doesn't really matter the medium. You know, if you're better on video, use video. If you're better on audio, use audio. If you like to write, write it. It doesn't, you know, that that doesn't really matter. It's about communicating it effectively. And I think the other thing is have a strategy and stick to it. You know, I think the challenge for most people is that they tend to get one strategy and they try it for two weeks and it doesn't work. So they're like, okay, I'll do something different. Now, the reality is that it's going to take you about 90 days to effectively test something, make it work, tweak it to make it more efficient. So actually, you want to be running anything for at least three weeks to a month before you decide that that's not working. You know, and if it is generating leads or if it is generating traffic or any kind of money, then it is working. It's just that you may need to test and tweak it and make it better and make it easier for your customers to buy. Can I ask you, um, and this is just a little bit over here, you know, what's your take on giving a lot of information up front for free and then being able to kind of funnel it into a sales? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should always be giving value. I think it was Tony Robbins who said, you know, if you think you're giving too much, you should be giving more. Value is key. 
because ultimately, um, your free your freebie, your free PDF guide, cheat sheet video series, whatever it is that you're offering, is the first piece of content and the first point of contact that your audience has with you. So, if it's you know if it makes a promise that is huge, i.e. it's saying this this one PDF is going to teach you how to make six figures in six months, and then you open it and it turns out to be six bullet points about using Facebook groups to get clients, you're not really giving your audience what they asked for and you're under-delivering right at the start, which doesn't really set the right tone for a relationship that's based in trust and integrity. It's not going to make that person want to hand over any money you because they they don't trust you they don't trust what you're saying you're going to have to sell or work to sell even harder whereas if you give true value up front um whether it's gated content or ungated content doesn't matter it means that your audience gets to build that relationship with you they get to build that interaction with you they can put things into place they can try different um theories or strategies that you might be mentioning and when they start to see positive things happening they will want to interact with you more. They want to further that relationship with you and they want to do more. You know, that usually means moving on to a paid product. Hmm. So, you know, for those that are new at this, that, that, that obviously want to, uh, you know, they want to sell and they want to build a following, but they have a, let's say they have a small list. Um, obviously, uh, I think you would agree that social media can be very beneficial. And I know you mentioned this earlier, Um, but you know, there's a lot of noise out there on social media. There's so much. And, and now, especially with the new Facebook feature where, you know, you can write a quote or something and then make it larger and add the color in the background. How do you stand out so that people want to, you know, click on you or, or learn about what you're giving and so that they can build that trust? Well, I think firstly, even if you have a small social, even if you have a small email list, sorry, you, you can still sell to them. It doesn't matter whether you've got 10 people or a thousand, you are able to monetize any size of list that you want. I mean, it, it depends on how engaged they are. If you're giving them valuable content, interacting with them regularly, there's no reason that you can't sell to them. You might not make as many sales, but if you're selling a premium product or service, at 5k it doesn't matter if only five people buy you've made 50 uh, or 25 grand straight off the bat i think social media like you say it's noisy and everybody i I think to a certain degree we've bred a cookie cutter generation of coaches um and salespeople over the last few years for anybody that's in the service-based industry i think we've all seen the you know um facebook posts of a certain type where they're very blog worthy and they have a a standout image or like you say a a quote with a um, colored background and larger lettering and I think the important thing to remember about social media is that it's been designed so that people can see who you really are it's not about showing up and being perfect or perky all the time it's about being the real version the authentic version of yourself to your audience and so that means sharing bits of yourself with them and and talking about real issues it might be that you talk about um your own journey it might be that you share authentically about difficult periods that you've been through or that you're currently going through i mean i shared in my facebook group a few months ago how i was going through an up level and i didn't want to coach one-on-one anymore and i got tons and tons of clients join a group program after that because they said that it was so real and so refreshing so i think the key thing with social media is in order to stand out, you actually have to celebrate your own uniqueness. You have to be you. And sometimes 
you know, that means delivering the hard message. It means, you know, not buying into um, the, the perky personas that we see on Facebook and actually teaching people about what's real and what matters and showing up and giving value. And I think the key thing is obviously being consistent. You've got to be consistent with how you show up and when you show up um, and how you deliver that value. Because if you're not consistent, people aren't going to stick with it. That's, um, it's really awesome to hear you say that. And I mean, it's definitely something that we can implement even listening to, you know, I, I think about some things that I can do a little bit differently for myself and for rise up for you. I think that we kind of, sometimes we live in this generation, especially as women where we are scared to be a little bit more vulnerable, right. Or attach our story to the message that we want to get out to people. But I think that you know, as you mentioned, people appreciate that more and and build a relationship and trust when you do do that. Absolutely. And I I think the key thing is that, you know, like you say, women, we are raised to be nurturers. I think that's the thing. We, We tend to put people before ourselves. And it means that sometimes it is difficult for us to share things, particularly when they put us in that position of vulnerability where perhaps we're asking for support or we're showing people things that are difficult for us because we're not used to being in that role. And I think that that can be challenging for a lot of women. But the the thing is with setting up a business is that no, no person is an it. You know, I think there's an old saying that it takes a village to raise a child. And I think it's the same. It takes a sisterhood to raise an entrepreneur. I know that I couldn't have done many things without the colleagues and the communities that I've been involved with over the years. And I think it's really important that you do surround yourself with authentic communities where you can share your wins, obviously, but also where you can share challenges and obstacles and get advice from people who have been there and done it or who are also currently going through it so that you don't feel so alone and so you can actually implement different things that might work better for you. Yeah, very interesting. Jessica, it's really been an honor to have you on the show and uh, I love your energy and you're very authentic. Even though I can't see you, I, I, I could feel it. Um, thank you for the, for the value that you've given us and the audience. I'd love to jump into our power section. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Yeah, of course. I think um, the book that stands out for me most, and and this is from this year, um, because I read a book a day. That was my promise to myself in 2017. So my book, my life-changing book this year would be Legacy by James Kerr. Um, He actually spent a year with the New Zealand All Blacks, a rugby team, very, very famous rugby team. And it's about how they integrate leadership and how they integrate community into their winning strategy. It's really, really interesting. It talks all about support networks, leadership, delegation, um, and action. And I think it's an house book for any woman to read this year. Okay, wonderful. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Oh, that's a really interesting one. I think, <laughs> yeah, caught me off guard there. I think for me, the the one thing that I'm proud of is being a person that I actually like being. And I think for many years when I was in my corporate job, I spent a lot of time acting in a way or becoming a persona that I didn't particularly like that much. And I think that's that goes to most people who, who work in a corporate environment. Sometimes you have to do things that, 
aren't comfortable for you or don't go along with your values. And I think giving up my job and starting my own business really helped me settle into the person that I've become and and uphold the strict values that I have around honesty, integrity, giving value and, and having fun. And that's something I've been able to apply to all areas of my life. That's something I'm really proud of. And are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life? Maybe a daily routine or something that you do every morning? Absolutely. I get up every morning. I have a cup of tea because I'm British. Um, I <laughs> Standard British cup of tea. Um, I dance around my living room. I always put on uh, some happy music to kind of set myself up for the day. And then I'll take 10 to 15 minutes to journal my goals I'm looking for out of that particular day. And just to remind myself to focus and zone in on the things that are really important to me in my life, in my business um, and everywhere else in general. Again, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Um, The last question is, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share with us? I call it the golden nugget. It's like the one last piece of advice that you would want to give to our audience. I think think the golden nugget is that sales, sales isn't a dirty word. In order to run a successful business, you have to learn to sell every day. But you also have to be able to go to sleep every night and feel good about the way that you're selling and the way that you're serving. And so that means finding the right sales strategy for you. And what works for you isn't necessarily going to work for somebody else. So it's got to come from a place of integrity. It's got to come from a place of service. And it's got to be done in a way that feels powerful and good for you. And that will honestly, you know, if you you can do that and solve people's problems with honesty and integrity and you can position yourself authentically, you're always going to have clients. You'll never have to worry. Wow. Again, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Oh, totally. If you would like to connect, you're more than welcome to head over to my free Facebook group. It's called the Smart Leaders Sales Society. Uh, It's a massive group of women where we hang out. We talk about sales and leadership strategies. Um, It's very, very fun, very interesting, very cool. Um, and you can also download a free Supersize Your Sales Guide if you would like to learn more about relationship-based sales processes, then you are more welcome to download the guide and you know learn more about how to set up your own simple sales process. Great. And where do we find where can we find that guide? Just on your website? Of course, yeah. If you just head over to com forward slash supersize your sales. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jessica, again, for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. If so, please share it with your friends and your family. You can post it on social media and just help us spread the word. We would really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, you can head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and let us know how we're doing. You can leave us a review and a rating of the podcast because we would love to know how we're doing and we want your help to be better. Plus, this really is one of the best ways to support our podcast rise up for you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Podcast Directory, Blueberry, and of course, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you can check out all of the show notes and listen to the podcast on the website. Thank you again for tuning in to Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.